Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Tuesday, the 29th of November. I'm Derek Clark, eventually, uh, and I'm joined by Joshua Barry. How are we doing, Joshua? Yeah, good. Sorry to everyone. Hopefully, uh, our connection holds up. Derek is the one in Rangers Review HQ today, and he's experiencing the connection difficulties that I am often faced with. So, Hopefully we hold on to you for the whole show, Derek. But if not, we will. Um, I'll, I'll just maybe answer some questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. We'll get there one way or another. Apologies, folks, if you've been hanging on. Uh, but we're here now to talk all things Rangers. Now, Joshua, you were on last night at a bumper show uh, with Johnny McFarlane talking about Michael Beale and his appointment uh, as Rangers uh, manager. Um, I think everyone expected. It to be uh, announced at some point, and Monday was the day. He comes into Rangers uh, from QPR after a, a six-month uh, stretch there. Um, a lot of supporters. Uh, it's fair to say a, a sort of mixed reaction, a lot of excitement at having him re return to the club that he enjoyed success under Steven Gerrard, of course. However, there are uh, some out there, there that are questioning his managerial experience. We talked about Ali McCoist yesterday, saying it was a, a six out of ten appointment and he was surprised uh, that they went with someone with so little managerial experience. You've done a, a great piece on the website um, that people can go and read. Uh, I'll just uh, mention the, the, the offer we've got as well on folks, uh, just one pound uh, for six months worth of content on there, our Black Friday offer, go and check it out if you get a chance. Uh, but Joshua, what's your, your overriding emotion uh, seeing uh, Michael Beale uh, being appointed as the Rangers manager? Yeah, well, uh, obviously, we, as you say, Derek, we kind of spoke about this a little bit last night and I think six out of ten is, is a bit harsh. Um, it's, it's probably one of these appointments where in the initial stage um, people are, maybe want some different names mentioned and people wonder if a name from the past is, is best suited to take the club forward. But I think increasingly um, since the kind of news first emerged, obviously it's been football's worst kept secret that Michael Beale is going to be Rangers manager. I think there has been gradually a, a gradual increase of excitement. And I think if you listen to his Rangers TV interview last last night, Derek, me and Johnny were speaking about it before we came on air. There were so many lines in it, um, kind of so many buzzwords. And I, I think buzzwords that supporters want to hear about playing fast, uh, aggressive football, how he, he, he expects to win. You know, Beale spoken previously about loving the intensity of Glasgow. So... He said all the right things. Um, we, we know the arguments about experience. We know he's not got a lot of managerial experience at first team level, but he obviously does have a lot of experience when it comes to setting teams up, working with first team players, taking charge of a lot of the day to day um, activities around a first team environment, such as training and, and team meetings. So it's now obviously time for him to, to go and uh, put it into action. It was nice to see him back on the training pitch with all those players. Obviously, he took the, the training session before um, it was announced just after five o'clock yesterday that he was the Rangers manager. And I'm sure a few of them will be kind of looking forward to, to working under him again, given how they improved under him and, and the rest of the coaching staff last time. Yeah, you've done a piece on the, the, the backroom staff, Joshua. What can the Rangers fan, fans expect uh, from uh, the, the coaches that are being brought in? I'm just trying to get their names up in front of me, Derek, because a lot's happened in the last few <laughs> hours. So you've got Neil Banfield, I know that off the top of my head, who was at QPR uh, from 2019, initially brought in by Mark Warburton. Um, he um, is a 60-year-old coach, worked at Arsenal for 21 years, I think, on 
Uh, we seem to have uh, lost uh, Josh. <laughs> I was wondering if it was my Wi-Fi uh, or uh, Josh's, but uh, we've, we've left them in a freeze-frame mode there at the moment. Josh, if you can hear us, uh, do let us know. I'll get to some of the comments. SHS, speak. Yeah, you're leaving us hanging there, uh, Joshua. Um, I'll carry on just now, folks. Uh, yeah, the coaches, Rangers, uh, bringing in. Uh, of course, uh, Joshua was uh, telling us about uh, Neil Banfield is one that he's worked with uh, Arsenal for uh, a great number of, of years uh, prior to joining QPR initially under Mark Warburton uh, and now, of course, under uh, Michael Beale uh, as well. So he is an experienced coach uh, and he'll be joining uh, Michael Beale uh, at Rangers. In fact, I was speaking to a QPR supporter yesterday and he says he was influential uh, in bringing uh, Chris Willock to uh, the QPR and he says he wouldn't be surprised if uh, stories start emerging uh, of potential uh, moves to Ibrox as well for the, the former Arsenal player. So that would be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Uh, Damien Matthew also uh, will be joining up in Harry Watling uh, as well. Harry Watling is, is a set-piece coach. Um, he's another one speaking to the QPR supporter yesterday. He said that um, especially going forward, they look threatening from, from set-pieces. However, uh, conceding from them is a problem and has been for a number of weeks defensively they've uh, been pretty poor QPR uh, of late uh, Joshua has rejoined us uh, 50, you put 50 pence in the meter honestly you um, you actually couldn't write the Wi-Fi situation at our workplace Derek sometimes so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but we're back but, but Joshua is back good to have you back yeah we're just talking about the coaches there Joshua I was just uh, yeah. uh, just mentioning who will be joining Michael Beale uh, Ibrooks, um, Neil Banfield uh, Harry Watling of course uh, and Damien Matthew um, can you give us a little idea of Damien Matthew's background Damien Matthew 52 years old uh, similarly to, to Beale has worked kind of all through football's different levels I think that's something that was was cited by Beale in the summer when he chose to bring Damien Matthew in, seen as somewhat of a of a mentor figure. Thank you, Ian. Um, as a mentor figure to Beale. Um, he was actually the man that gave Beale his first, I think it was his first coaching job um at uh Chelsea, um where about what over two decades um ago. Um and he was the tasked with working specifically with the midfield at QPR um Neil Banfield specifically the defence and Michael Beale specifically the attackers. Obviously, they kind of worked in the same way that Gerrard's coaching staff did um, with certain players, uh, certain coaches taking certain units of players. So I think at um, Rangers before, uh, Beale worked with the attackers, McAllister with the midfielders and maybe Culshaw with the defence. I, I, I could be wrong. Um, and then the, the third is, is Harry. I think it's uh, Watling, um, who's 32 years old, was a head coach in America. Um, and, and his connection to Beale is that when Beale ran his first ever futsal session in the church hall over 20 years ago, um, Watling was one of the three participants that turned up. So they've all got connections to Beale because um, the, uh, Neil Banfield, um, who's, who's, who's at Arsenal, he coached Beale for a period of time when he was at Charlton. So it's quite interesting to see how he's picked people he, he knows and obviously trusts, similarly to the way that I guess Gerard did with some of his um, staff, particularly looking back when he when he brought Culshaw in. Um, but but um, Watling will work, I think, specifically with set pieces. QPR have had some inventive attacking set plays, which is fun because Rangers up to this point this season have not. We wrote about it on the website. You can read it um, on the tactics section of the website. Their goals per game from corners to drop by almost half. 
um, from 0 0.4 to 0 0.2. Um, the, the, the expected goals from corners as well was down. <clears throat> Rangers, I think, need to, to vary things more, take more advantage of corners because they can be so important. Um, you know, look, Cashman back to that St Johnston game, Derek, where Rangers lost 2 1. They had 20 corners. Now, you're, it's, it's unlikely you score from a corner on the on the basis of probability, but for the, the 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 number of chances Rangers had in that game, they didn't take advantage of it. And I know you asked um, James Tavenier about that, and he, he kind of said, "Well, we got first contact in a lot of them, but I think ninety percent of Rangers corners in the league this season have been out swingers. It's not been varied enough. I don't think there's not been enough." of different routines or things to make an opposition kind of feel worried about, even if Rangers haven't had the most dominant headers of the ball in the team. So he'll be tasked, I'd imagine, obviously we'll get confirmation at the press conference with um, improving Rangers set pieces, but also working more widely with the team. And then there's going to be, I think, some more appointments uh, as per the press release last night. I think it said that, um, that there can be more announcements expected in the coming days. Obviously, we know that Dave Voss has left, um, and it looks like all of the staff that were there under Giovanni, bon Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will do the same. So they'll need to be replaced, uh, much like was the case when Gerard took his staff all down to Aston Villa. Yeah, uh, that was seamlessly done, Josh. Uh, I like you. how you mentioned Dave Voss, because I was going to speak about uh, his uh, farewell tweet yesterday that, that he issued to the supporters. Very classy. Uh, he said, uh, I want to thank uh, everyone for the opportunity to play a part in this special club. It's been an absolute honour, especially the players the players, sorry, who gave everything every day, the people who guard the culture at the club and do everything to perform, but also made us feel at home. Um, uh, and he says, uh, it's been, and of course, the supporters, you've shown me how special this club is and have taken the team to unbelievable heights. The road to Seville, winning the Scottish Cup and qualifying for the Champions League. Rangers will always be special to me. I wish everyone uh, the best of luck in the future. Um, yeah, of course, uh, the backroom staff leaving alongside Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. No word yet on Kerry Bowley, uh, Joshua, at this uh, moment uh, in time. However, Dave Voss leaving the club, uh, it was only here for a short period of time. Unfortunately, it never worked out, but um, that was a, a classy message from him, wasn't it? In, in keeping with uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's message over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Pardon me. Um, again, he. Came, I think he's still only twenty nine, day boss. So he, he came into the club yeah. as a very highly rated um, youth coach. We know that he had involvement, a little bit of input, should we say, outside the first team as well, given his background in youth development at Ajax. But it, I'm, I'm sure it just speaks to the the something I put in one of my pieces yesterday. Again, I can't remember which one because so much has happened in the last twenty four hours, Derek. But Managers want their people, uh, and at football clubs, I think increasingly the job's so vast, the responsibility, and they have to do so much that they need to obviously, you know, pass things off to, to to other members of staff. Perfect example is Beal wants to work in units, so he needs someone to work with his defenders and his midfielders, and I think he'll want someone who understands his vision of football. And you know, maybe there's some similarities between Van Bronckhorst and Gerrard's outcomes, um, but, but how the two squads have played for me. The two different styles between Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and Steven Gerrard was, was night and day with a lot of things. If you look at um, how they defended off the ball, Beal will be a lot more compact off the ball. Uh, you'll want his players to chase in packs rather than going uh, man for man. I think you'll see the build-up play will be slower and, and, and better controlled. There'll be a lot more bodies in the centre of the pitch and, and less full-backs and wingers wide, which we've seen a lot uh, under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, particularly at the end. And I think as a result of that, you'll want people in that understand 
his style of football and how he wants to play it is actually something that Watling uh, mentioned in the press release QPR put out this summer when he was announced as a member of Beale's backroom staff. He said that um, he understood the manager's style of play. That was one of the key reasons for him coming in um, to, to join him at QPR. And obviously now he follows him up to Ibrook. So yeah, classy message uh, from, from Voss. Not surprised at that. Shame it didn't work out. But um, yeah, I think the fact that he's been brought into this job at such a young age, we'll, sure we'll see his name crop up in, in football at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gordon says uh, we need someone who can uh, get the team fit and also someone to get them better at set pieces. That seems to be a, a constant message from uh, supporters that are, that are uh, tuning in this morning. Let's get to some of the other comments that are coming in here. Um, James Strachan gets in touch. Hi, James. Hi, Joshua and Derek. Sorry I'm late getting ready for my knee replacement surgery uh, yes. tomorrow. All the best uh, with that. Yeah, good luck, James. Oh, I think we might have lost Derek now. Sorry, folks. Oh, there we are. Yeah, yeah, there we are. Oh, we're losing connection once again. No, no, again. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm here. I'm here. Carry on. Ah, Carry fantastic. On. Good stuff. Um, Steely FM say you signed up for the, the £1 for six-month offer. Defo, a must fellow bears. The content is the best. Rangers content out there by far. Well worth the money. Good to have you on board, buddy. And, yep, yeah, um, please do check out if you haven't already done so. Uh, Neil Angus gets in touch. This ties in with what you were, you were suggesting, uh, Joshua, that more coaches in the pipeline. Uh, he says, uh, has he mentioned his number two yet? Do you envisage a, uh, a number two coming in? Or is Neil Banfield, do you think, filling that role for you? It's a good point, actually, Neil raises, because I don't think it's specified by the club if any of these people coming in will be back, just backroom staff members, or whether they will fulfil the role um, of number two, I, I think Banfield. I think they were. I think Banfield and um, uh, Matthew were joint first team coaches. I, I could be wrong with that, um, but that's similarly what happened with I think Boss and, and Kerry Bowley. I think that's quite common now in football. Um, so I, I, you'd imagine that there's going to be a fitness coach maybe coming um, alongside um, alongside the new manager, maybe another member of staff as well. I, I think the rough number would, would be six. So he's brought in three. If you add him on, that's four. The only other members, I think, of the coaching staff at QPR was the goalkeeping coach. Uh, obviously, I think Colin Stewart, was, is, as far as I'm aware, is, is staying at the club. Um, so it might just be one or two more appointments. Just wanted to raise this point here. Gordon Bond saying, the Josh say the build-up will be slower? It cannot possibly get slower than Gio's 100 passes across the back. I think <laughs> context for that is... Yes, that's true, but also you'd see a lot more direct long balls under Van Bronckhorst. So I, what Gordon alludes to, I think, maybe wasn't what Van Bronckhorst wanted, but I think he wanted control in different ways. I think under what you'll see under Beal is a lot more rotations, which will free players up to get them uh, get the team up the pitch um, quicker. But if you think about Gerrard's teams, there was a lot of control within them. They were fast and they were attacking. But dominant teams are going to have 60 70% of the ball in the Scottish Premiership anyway. You won't see a straight. You won't see a back four just passing the ball uh, along the back line with a fullback staying in. Either I think the fullbacks will go high and wide as they did on the field last time. He said his ideas have evolved. Maybe we'll see them come inside the pitch as well. But but that's what what I mean, Gordon. Not necessarily that um, you'll see as much passing along the defence. Um, but I think there'll be an emphasis on um, making Rangers better in possession because I don't think over the last year domestically they've although they've had a lot of the ball a, a lot of the time I don't think they've been in control. I think teams have allowed them to play where they're comfortable allowing them to play. 
Yeah, uh, Derek, Derek Craig gets in touch. I'll go from £3 a month to £5 a month if you can use the two extra quid to get quality, quality Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, take your point on board, Derek. Uh, Ian Muir gets in touch, watching us all the way from down under. Uh, coming through loud and clear. Looking forward to the successful bill years there. But here's hoping, Ian. And that ties in nicely, Joshua, because I wanted to ask you about uh, some news I noticed this morning with regards to the ill-fated Sydney Super Cup. Of course, Rangers uh, were originally due to play in that competition. Reports suggesting that the club could be sued by the organisers. Can you give us a little bit more insight into that? Yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm just um, kind of catching up on the news myself. Derek, obviously we know, um, as, as you say, the news coming out today about um, the, the Sydney Cup, which well, that, that was a while ago now, but we remember kind of the fiasco um, that surrounded that, um, led to believe that the club, club are going back um, with a with a countersuit in response to to what's happened um, with that, I aren't expecting to have costs associated um, with that. Um, but naturally, they'll have been disappointed to, to kind of lose the fee involved with that. Um, but ultimately, um, towards the towards the end of of I think that Sydney Cup, I think we can call it a fiasco. It was pretty clear that um, there was a lot of disenchantment with them getting involved with that. I think Johnny McFarlane is going to have a piece on the website in the next couple of hours. I think it's going to be up this morning. So again, if you if you want to sign up um, £1 for six months, uh, folks, on the, on the little ticker below, then you'll get all the kind of backstory to that, what's happening. Um, kind of Johnny's great at writing these pieces that cut through the noise of um, a lot of legal things and explains them to me very well. So I'll be reading that piece as well, which should be up on the website quite soon. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes of that. And also other news uh, last night uh, that broke Joshua. Um, it's fair, fair to say it was uh, uh, maybe forgotten about with uh, the new manager being announced. Uh, the fourth round of the Scottish Cup draws paired Rangers with a trip to McDermott Park once again. Oh, how you love a trip to Perth, don't you? Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I saw a good Rangers performance in Perth. Maybe the no. 3-0 game under Gerrard, but... Um... Yeah, but the cup competitions, in all seriousness, for for Beal will be um, a bit of a question mark until until he does well on them. Because although we spoke last night, Derek, about the fact that I think when you're the first team coach, you can get all the, the good bits attributed to you about the style of play and, and your coaching. But then maybe when things go wrong, it's, it's Gerard's fault, and, and you have that figurehead above you. We don't know. You know, Beal wasn't in charge for these cup failures, so we can't really attribute them to him. Um, but under his kind of coaching um, and the previous regime, there was a soft underbelly that at times reared its head in, in cup competitions. None better than the game against St. Johnson in the Scottish Cup when Tavernier scored that late header. It looked as though Rangers are finally going to get um, maybe that, that Scottish Cup and then conceded that late goal for, with the, the keeper, Xander Clark, getting ahead on it. So Rangers will have to be better in domestic cup competitions than they were last time around. That's something that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst did managed to do and he's also got a semi-final against uh, Aberdeen I think in, in January so it's going to be all go but I, I think Beal will, will embrace that he has these three weeks to try and embed his ideas get the players playing his style of play um, and, and he said it himself last night he has to win every game if he goes in um, with that mindset um, and hopefully that will mean that Rangers although they're nine points behind the, the, there's still the potential to make something of this season which which didn't look likely a couple of weeks ago yeah. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll wrap up shortly. Just a, a couple of more comments coming in. Andy McInnes says, uh, 
off topic, but uh, any live pods in the pipeline, Derek, that is uh, certainly something that I'm sure uh we'll be thinking about in the future we'd love to do that andy i think that is a, a great idea there so uh, watch this space with regards to that i think that is a, uh certainly something uh to consider you've done uh sort of one recently uh, not not a pod joshua but you were in the, the loudon with uh, stevie clifford uh the contributor and uh, david edgar from heart in the hand how did that go well david edgar is um when you put a mic in his hand and on a podcast he just turned into a comedian so um it was it was it was it was, it was, it was great value and and stevie obviously uh, great as well so it was not was privileged to do it with both of them um wasn't the best circumstances to do it in because i think it was just before the yeah. um the international breaks so the results weren't great but no i enjoyed it it's always good to obviously we do these things uh, over a, a screen so it's always good to, to to do a bit of talking in person so as you say derek may, maybe something we can put to the, the powers that be above our pay grade and, and and get it sorted in the future yeah and andy says can the chat get first dibs on tickets then if so I, i'll put a good word in andy uh be, be sure of that um okay okay i think that'll do is here folks uh, apologies again for the uh, the signal and the Wi-Fi, which has been uh, pretty dreadful this morning, but we've, we've soldiered on and we've got there in the end. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure it's uh, uh, hunky-dory uh, tomorrow when we come back on. Thanks to everyone for interacting with the show as ever. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, and as ever, remember, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, please do so. It's totally free. And we've got the Black Friday off on, which ends on the 30th of November. So not much time to take advantage of it, just a pound for six months worth of content. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. Okay, we'll be back uh, again tomorrow, but until then, uh, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.